0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler. We are going to be hanging out tonight, today even, and uh, (laughs) talk a little bit about uh, doing your spring cleaning in WordPress. So let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, My name is Adam Christensen. I am a longtime podcaster. do a podcast called (laughs) MacCast. uh, all about Apple stuff and also a WordPress developer been doing that also for actually longer than the podcasting thing, which has been going on for 12 years. So
0: awesome, man. Well, it's good to, good to have you on. How, how about you,
2: Drake? Uh, my name's is Drake Berry and I run a WordPress engineering studio called Oso studio in Austin, Texas.
0: Awesome. Good to have you. How about you, George?
3: Hi, I'm George Sathanas. I work on the Jetpack team at Automatic, building all sorts of shiny stuff and I like to do two-factor authentication when I can.
0: Sweet. (laughs) Jonathan, how about you? You muted currently.
4: All right, yeah. I'm Jonathan Perlman. I work at Dawson College and I'm the senior web development there. Um, I just do everything and anything. Um, Yeah. So I work in higher ed.
5: Awesome. Good to have you. How about you, Russ? Uh, My name is Russ. I work at Web Dev Studios. I do uh, custom development and uh, support for Maintain. And uh, I don't want to take too much of the show credit, but I kind of came up with this topic here today. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of a genius like that. Good
0: job, man. If this thing sucks, it's all your fault. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. And my blog is JasonTucker.blog. I also do another show on Thursdays called WP Blab. You should check that out as well. All right, so let's talk a little bit about spring cleaning in WordPress. You know, we it's spring. I thought I'd capitalize on the fact that it's spring now. And we can actually, you know, talk a little bit about that, and that's why we named it this. Um, you know, R- Russ and I were uh, kind of discussing in this group chat about how, how people are, you know, installing different plugins on their websites in WordPress, and then they either delete the plugin, the plugin gets removed some way that doesn't allow it to actually clean up after itself, and then you end up with what is called like cruft that just shows up in the database that you can't actually remove unless you maybe reinstall the plugin and remove it to allowing it to delete it or something like that. So we wanted to talk a little bit about this today and kind of explain to you how the WordPress tables work in the database and then also like how, you know, how it is that these plugins interact with it. So who wants to start? Who wants to start a little bit about uh, how you kind of explain this stuff maybe to clients and then we can kind of work from there. How about you, Russ?
5: I, I was waiting. I thought George <laughs> was going to
3: say, you know, it's interesting. I have this thought where… Uh... <laughs> we just added this thing in Jetpack. It does this I thing. Have, I have lots of thoughts. I just felt so well, that if you brought the topic up, you should explain it. Yeah. So, yeah. so
5: um, inside of the WordPress… Admin dashboard. Whether you have a plugin or a theme, there's usually an option panel. So what happens is, like the option lets you, like you know, set a name or pick a color or do some some kind of thing that lets you customize your site. What happens is that, that option gets stored in your database, um, and it, it's gonna stay there. Now, when you deactivate a plugin, that setting stays in the the database. There is a file that is called uninstall.php. And when you delete a plugin or a theme, that file should be called, and you should be deleting those options if it's no longer needed, right? Wrong. But, well, so the idea here is that WooCommerce and Easy Digital Downloads doesn't do that, and I thought it was an an interesting topic on why they chose not to do that. And, George, I know with Jetpack, you guys kind of do the same thing. You don't want to remove those, and I I would just like some kind of insight to – the the discussions you guys have had to say we're not going to do this. Anymore.
3: Sure. Um, well, uh, just as a starting point, um, it's not always that effective. Like, often when folks want to delete a plugin, they'll go in via their FTP client, find the directory, hit delete. So that uninstall the PHP isn't really going to do much. And uh, there's also a question of whether. Some folks are saying, "Oh well, when I deactivate your plugin, it should just delete all its own stuff," which can be a huge problem for a lot of users. When we're saying, "Hey, try uh, turning off the plugin and see if the problem still persists." Okay, did that. Do you want I turn it back on again, <gasps> all my settings configuration are gone. Crap! How? What do I do now? Um, so, I mean, the only real tenable solution for this is, I mean, it's only worse if you look at like WooCommerce. So, if someone says, there's a problem, let me try deact- the problem with my theme. Let me deactivate WooCommerce, see if the problem goes away. Reactivate it, my 2000 pl- products and all my order data and everything is gone because it deleted itself. When I deactiv- no, this is yeah. not really a good solution. So, mm-hmm. the option then is, okay, so on a setting screen, should we add a button? That says, "Hey, delete all my data," which is then entirely contingent on the user remembering to delete it. Right. So a lot of it then goes down to how you're storing stuff in the database, and if you're storing stuff in a way that, after your the user's done using it, is it still going to be a hardship for the user? So, so,
5: so you know, let, let me, let ask, me ask, you ask you this, George: hmm? What, is, what the is the difference, the difference between and activating and deleting? Because I feel like if you just deactivate, you're not deleting. Therefore, you should never remove anything. You're just turning off that additional functionality inside of a plugin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Specifically, specifically, what I'm talking about is I'm done. I never want this plugin again. I'm never going to use it. I think it should just delete. It should be gone. So I understand where you're coming from, but I think mm-hmm. that if you're no longer ever going to do things, the word delete should mean delete and not kind of delete.
3: Well, then you get problems where we've seen a number of times where a plugin download from wordpress.org, like the zip file, is corrupted or incompleted. So when they go to install Jetpack, they're having a problem because it didn't get all the files. In that case, we say, hey, so delete the plugin, do it again, and then you're back at square one. Um, What I would be fully in favor of is all the options that are added to the WP options table um, on deactivating a plugin uh, go in and switch them all to turn auto-load off so they're not loaded into your all-options cache. Um, and then when you reactivate it, any of their known options flag them back on if they're supposed to be unloaded. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but deleting them, I don't really see the advantage of it, um, especially when for if you turn auto-load off, it's a row sitting in your database. that never gets loaded. There's no real harm in it. Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm not arguing that. I, I think the idea though is like we inherit some
5: sites from clients and we're, we'll go in and look at the options and like it says 2013, 2014, 2015, like they haven't used that theme ever. It just came default with WordPress. So I mean like again, that's an option sitting in there that isn't being used. But every time that you query options, like it's going to be like that
3: row counts for something, right? No. Because yeah. what you're looking at is uh, theme mods, right. uh, which is only created when a theme is activated. So if they never activated the theme, that wouldn't be there in the database. Now they may have activated it when they were first setting up the site, right. um, but I believe theme mods have auto-load turned off, so that's not really gonna slow down your site. Sure, all right. That, that uh, and you want to leave that there because I mean, if someone has a theme set up the way they want it and they're experimenting, trying other options, Uh, And they want to go back to it, maybe to pull a CSS snippet out or some other theme mod. They might want to do that two years down the road to show a new developer what they used to have it configured as. Deleting that is probably the best call. Um, So I guess the thing, I think the thing is, is that,
0: you know, there is some, there is some structure behind this that, or rather some methods are behind this that allow for, the plugin developer, the theme developer, whatever, to be able to kind of interact with WordPress to tell it, hey, you know this is being removed from from your WordPress install, so maybe we should clean up after ourselves. And so, what what are those tools that are out there that you know the cat blog owners can actually use to be able to kind of make sure that their sites you know staying up to date, cleaned up, and that they can do a little bit of spring cleaning? Because you know, for like for me, you know, on the Mac, you know, I've used a I use a software called uh, Clean My Mac for you know to go through and kind of see what's there and what's not, and it kind of looks through mm-hmm. and sees what, you know, what programs am I actually still using that are installed and which things are not, you know, I would imagine that there needs to be some kind of process in this to look at it and say, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of known database info that's in here and there's the plugin that um, you were using for this is no longer even installed. It's not even on the, on the system anymore. Maybe we should, you know, remove it. So what are those tools that are out there that somebody can use to kind of clean this stuff up?
4: So well, I've had experience with uh, WP optimize and it does all of this. The, it does all the cleaning of the database of the options table. It removes revisions. So that's another place where uh, you can have a lot of crud sitting in your database, not just the options. Also it'll remove transients, uh, which is basically WordPress cache. So WordPress builds some cache and plugins can create their own cache of own, their own data. So what'll happen is that uh, also along with those options, I've actually had experiences where the cache. One day we woke up to a database that was three megs day one, but then it was twenty megs day two, and it was all cache. All it was was cache. Wow. So yeah, that was big. So it's not those, just those theme options that could be problematic. Could be it could be the cache.
0: George, what are what are those things that in the database when you have that much data that's being stored in there? Not like three megs, is like or. 30 megs, whatever, is massive. But like, that's three megs of text, <laughs> you know? So what happens when WordPress essentially boots up and starts use, you, know, being used and it's not being cached or anything like that, but it's just, there's this big database, you know, you start doing searches, you start doing queries, does it start slowing it down because of this?
3: Uh, it depends entirely on the queries you're doing. Um, if you're doing a lot of queries on uh, post-meta, I mean, it, it depends how your database is structured. So sure. whether you have an index declared on a column, that makes it a lot easier to query against it. Say, find me uh, all posts with the title matching this is going to be very quick because the database server keeps an index tracking all the titles. Now, if you're doing something that has millions of rows in it uh, and doesn't have an index, that's probably better because it Takes a certain amount of memory and server resources to maintain that index. Every time something new gets added, something gets deleted, what have you. Um, so it's really a question of knowing the trade-offs. So for some sites, it's a great idea to go in and manually add an index to the uh, meta key uh, column. Uh, on other sites, adding that index. Would make the MySQL and MariaDB server have huge memory footprint just keeping track of everything uh, that your site might be doing in that column.
0: Yeah. So,
3: as with most things, it, it depends.
0: Yeah, Adam, you run some larger sites that do this sort of thing. Um, you know, dealing with a lot of content that's in there. What are you doing to kind of keep keep your your
1: data at bay? <laughs> Not much. I'm letting WordPress kind of do its do its thing. To be honest, for the most part. I mean a lot of the stuff that we do performance-wise is more on the front end, on the caching side of things and um, dealing with that. I mean, the reality is, is like it's going to depend on um, your site and your architecture, but in a lot of ways, a lot of the WordPress sites that I work with and see, I mean, you have to look at database sizes and we talk about like the options table. like How many records are we talking about? Are we talking about 10,000, 20,000, 30,000? I mean, the kinds of servers we run these days that's not, I mean, that's not a big, that's not really that big of a database. I mean, when you're talking those sizes, you have to be getting into, you know, like massive, massive databases, I think, in a lot of cases where this starts to become an issue. And also, you know, is your architecture separated? Do you have your database on a separate server or a separate instance? Or, you know, like what? what is the overall thing? And, you know, database for us tends to not be the bottleneck when it comes to performance, really. So...
5: Yeah. So, I'm looking at more of the people who have um, forgive me for saying this for have like the ninety nine hosting that that don't have a lot of reallocated that, that that you know that they they go to a meetup and somebody says hey you should install this plugin and they just install it and they're like I don't know what it does they delete it now it created all this stuff and they do that for 10 12 15 months and then they bring it to somebody and they're like why is why am I having some issues and it's one of those things where uh, you have so many options, or so many post meta, or so much ma- so much like taxonomy data. You're just like, I don't know what's doing what here. So the idea is like, it should just be cleaning up after itself, right? Or it should be, it should a- at least attempt to do that clean, right? I like what George is saying is having an option like, hey, you're deleting this. Do you want to delete all the other stuff too? If then yes. Let's delete it. You know?
1: Again, it's going to really, too. As was already mentioned, though, it's really going to depend on the plugin and what it's supposed to do, and and how people might may or may not be using it. I think it's very, um, it's up, it is up to the developer. So, like, I think you're right. If if a developer is writing a plugin that could do cleanup, and they have the ability to to make that option, that's great. You know, certain plugins, there's going to be reasons why you want to leave data and rows behind. I guess I come from. Um, you know, I worked with a guy uh, who had a database philosophy. Is like, you almost never delete anything in the database unless there's a really specific good reason for it. And again, a lot of that philosophy was, and we could debate on this a lot, but a lot of that philosophy was, you know, databases are, for most people, we're not talking, again, huge, huge numbers of records. And then a lot of times you may or may not know, with certain things, um, like WooCommerce is a great example, uh, maybe you're building in uh, reporting tools or other things that need that legacy, you know, need legacy data to be around. Even if you've removed the plugin, you might, you know, that person might have other things that are tapping into that, that are relying on that data being there. And so, even like consciously, people might not realize, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna delete this or clean out this data, and then suddenly some other tool they were using, reporting tool or something, is like, hey, this is not working. Where's all of our Where's all of our order records? <laughs> yeah, and, depending
3: exactly. on, and depending on your site, uh,
1: data is cheap to store.
3: There's yeah. really not much of a cost to keeping a, some stray database records around. So know that depending on how much there is and how much traffic you're getting, you might spend more time deleting it than your users ever save uh, just by having it sit there on its own.
0: Yeah. What, yeah. what what about you, Drake? What what do you guys you using over there?
2: So um, so in particular, we actually had a had a site that we a maintenance site that we inherited a couple of weeks ago uh, that came in with about a six gig database uh, that we were merging into wow. a multi site install. Um, <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's need, need, needless to say um, that was that was pretty interesting because it had. Uh, over, over the years, it was at the site six, seven years old. Um, and it just had a, the biggest part of the database was, um, they had gone through whenever they first started out and had tried, you know, five or six plugins for a calendar, five or six plugins for, you know, for all these different features and had actually gone in and like used them for a month and then removed the plugin and everything was still there. Um. So that, you know, that's one of the issues that we, that we've dealt with very recently was seeing that, you know, where, where we're talking about plugins that are storing their data. Um, and then once they do get deleted, it can obviously become a much bigger thing, um, at, you know, later, later on down the road, whenever you, whenever you come in and you're like, oh, this is now a six, seven gig. Database site because of that, because of, because of post revisions, when you have like half a million post revisions that uh, there's no reason that you should ever have those.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, at the same time, with the right indexes, post revisions aren't really that big of an expense on the database. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. sitting there and they might get looked up when you're editing a post, but uh, because everything is tied into the post parent and that's all indexed properly, that shouldn't really be slowing down your site much unless you're hitting like size constraints on your database and you need to mm-hmm. uh, wipe some out. Uh, but I mean, right. just on the general idea of tidying up uh, like an ex- a third party tool that comes in and tidies up other plugins' abandoned options, um, free plugin idea for anyone that wants to build the thing, uh, mm-hmm. build something that just tracks all get option calls for maybe a week or so. Then it compares it to your options table, finds every option that, for the last week or so, hasn't really been called uh, and say, hey, these aren't don't seem to be used, uh, would you like to delete them? And then present them as a checklist to the user who can toggle them on or off and then hit, boom, purge, wipe them out. I think that's a brilliant idea for, for many
5: levels, but I think it's one of those things where, again, we use WordPress every day, and we're looking in the dashboard, and we're, you know, we're looking at settings and options, and even though we delete them there, I think a lot of people forget that there is a database involved with WordPress to make it WordPress. And so my, my general idea was to bring, I hate saying this, but to bring awareness to the fact that we use a database, um, mm-hmm. but, but also just, you know, keep that in the back of your mind, because there is a potential where, somebody uh, puts in a typo and does WP site option and deletes the entire table, right? Like, deletes everything. There is that option. So I understand, yeah. I understand where you wouldn't want to just delete upon delete, you know, but there's just, there's so much inside of a database and I think it gets overwhelming sometimes when you have to go and debug. So I like that, yeah. tool, George. I like the idea of saying, you know, hey, this hasn't been used in a month. What do you think about this? And, like, maybe, you know, like, maybe there could be a preview that, like, shows whatever the text is in there. Sure. The text is, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I haven't used that in a while. Just delete it, you know? I think that's a brilliant idea. So things you should not
0: do is go into the database and go, you know, I don't need all this stuff. Oh, and by the way, this thing that has these little curly brackets around it, maybe I should go in there and make some changes to that stuff as well. Like, you know, this database is serialized. There's a ton of stuff that goes on within the word within the WordPress database. You should not be making any like direct changes to this if you're the cat blog owner of the site and you're like, yeah, you know, you no. have no clue what you're doing, you should definitely not be in the database yourself man like a whole bunch of stuff out of the options table
3: my c windows directory is eating so much space on my hard drive i should just start <laughs> going to deleting stuff from there and that, that'd be a good <laughs> idea well it's, it,
0: this is akin to like the especially the I options table is like picks, dang it Right, it's like the registry in, Word, in, in Windows or, or like p-list files within, um, you know, on a Mac. It's like these are the things that kind of keep all that glue, keep all that stuff together. And if you go in there and start removing stuff, you will definitely lose various options that are in themes and plugins and stuff that you're using. But you could also just have it to where WordPress essentially won't boot up. It'll just go like, uh, what happened here? Why would you delete this thing? <laughs>
5: I mean, from, from from the developer in me, you know, I want to say, you know, create one side option and store, you know, as much as you can in one array. That way you don't have, you know, 200 side options, you know, you only have, like, four with all your stuff. That would be, that would always be the better option because, you know, least case scenario is, is or I'm sorry, worst case scenario is, is, you look in the plugin you see that it created these four option tables. Then, you know, to delete them. But I think the problem becomes, like, when it's called, like, you know the events calendar. It's called like THC or, or TEC, and then underscore. And you like you just you see all this stuff in a data or in your database, and you're like, I don't know if I still need this. I don't know what it's doing. You know.
4: And yeah, actually, we re- sorry, go on. No, go ahead. No, we run into that problem with the events calendar before. In fact, we had uh, we actually t- uh, had a site that's over six years old with the events calendar, and they've actually retired some of the options from six years ago. And made them new options in post meta, and we had uh, double organizers, double venues. Everything was all doubled, and and we actually had to clean out all that kind of crud. We had to do selects on the posts, where uh, no, do selects on the post meta where there's not a post related to it, and then based on all that kind of fun stuff, in the end we had to use WP CLI to help us delete all the posts and delete all the huh. the post meta that was garbage that wasn't useful.
0: So, yeah, and especially when there's a transition between uh, database structures on one side and the other side, is that you could have plugins that haven't been updated for a while that are looking at the old location of this of this data and going, "Where's all this stuff at? I don't know what's going on here." When you know the developer has changed its entire infrastructure to kind of you know use this new naming convention for tables or use this new naming convention for options that are in the option table. Yeah,
3: and another the- great thing to consider <clears throat> when you're building a plugin is uh, when you're storing an option. Should that be an option specific to the site you're on right now, or if you're running a multi site environment, should that be a network option or something yes. that could be common among all blogs so they don't need to all individually maintain their own version of it mm-hmm. yeah i I mean yeah. multi multi site gets really hard like when again when you're using
5: just a specific plugin on one site and it stores it you know in wp underscore five whatever you know like right. and, if you have you know, 200 sites, you gotta go delete that option across 200 sites, that becomes a pain, you know? So I do think WordPress has gotten better over the years at saying, you know, here's what we're gonna delete or here's a way to delete your options if this is deleted and you hook into this call. I think it's gotten better, but I think this is one of those things where at, at least there should be something that says, hey, by the way, you're deleting this plugin we're going to keep these options in your database, and you have some kind of record that just knows here's what was left behind, right? So I, th- I think that would be at least some kind of option to say, you're leaving, you know, 200 tables, is that okay? Like, of mm-hmm. course it's not okay, delete them now, you know? Like, something along those lines.
0: I recall using a plugin called WP Sweep a um, long while back. Have you, guys, have you guys used that, and have you used it um, recently?
5: No, but let's let's go check out the brand new plugins page and see if uh, see what it does. <laughs> While
4: well, you guys check out the plugin page, I've been using WP CLI for a lot of stuff, especially on, on multi site So that to really go through all those multis to go through all those sites in the multi site. It's now uh, you could actually go through that a lot easier now with um, with the network options and even more so coming in newer versions of WP CLI. So uh, at that point, uh, it'll be easier to delete and clean up and test for those kind of options on the command line.
0: Yeah, essentially, you're building a list of all of the all the different things that you're expecting or not expecting, and then um, kind of looking at that database to see what's there and not there, and then acting appropriately right
4: mm mm-hmm. yep basically
0: yeah the i thing mean there's also
4: people going that have people that have you know $5 hosting and all that fun stuff you know it's they shouldn't be really going into the database because at that point um, if a lot of things can go wrong and before you in fact go through the database and start deleting anything yeah back everything up have yeah, a please backup do. yeah have a backup before you start deleting anything anywhere especially in the database.
0: I hate so those is- comments that we get on YouTube where people are saying, oh, I did this thing that you said, and we're like, he we told you to back up. Uh, you know what do you,
5: what do you want us to do here? I'm sorry. Yeah. My, uh, my default Gravatar now, I just updated it from my WordCamp <laughs> San Diego talk, and it's got a picture of me, and in the background it says, make a
3: backup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Best yeah, advice dude. ever. Exactly. Now, I mean, yeah. Of
3: course, they're not going to. But at least they can't blame you for not telling them to. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: You
3: know. Yeah. I mean, I I just
5: think that this is one of those topics where I know a lot of de- developers. We've had these talks. Like, should we get rid of this? Should we store it? How should we, you know, like display this to the user and let them know what's going on? But I mean, like, there there's plenty of Slack conversations going on that just said like, we should never do this. We should do this. And it's one of those things where. I think if we talk about it a little bit more, we can keep, you know, developing better versions of WordPress that give you options to say do this or do that, you know? I, I, I do like the idea of just being able to say, hey, you're deleting something. Uh, do you want to delete this while you're there? You know, it's kind of like those things where, like, buy a hamburger, get some fries with it, right? It's kind of <laughs> one of those options.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think as long as developers are, you know, it's it's big enough to you spend enough time kind of building this thing to be able to actually function correctly as a plugin in WordPress. But then we we typically forget to write documentation that supports it. We typically forget about oh, at some point here, your your plugin is not going is not as special as you think it is, and somebody else now wants to use one of your competitors' plugins. Make it so that it does actually go and kind of clean up the database when it you know when it actually gets removed from the system. And if you're not using plugins, don't leave the plugins in there actually remove them from the system if you're no longer using it and its data that's associated with it that's your spring cleaning I mean come on
5: (laughs) I mean grab a broom and just go but make a backup first you know please do please do
0: And we, we've we've talked about backups a number of times on on WP Water Cooler, so feel free to do a quick search on our site and uh, you know learn about all the different ways in which you can do a backup. Because there's plenty of play, plenty of ways to do it. There's plenty of ways of doing data migrations and all this sort of stuff as well. So you know we have a we have a, a huge amount of data that's in there that you can take a look at and kind of figure out what's the best way to. Approach those backups.
5: That's so. actually, that's actually one of my favorite WP water coolers. Um, not because I was on it, but just because there was a lot of good advice <laughs> to say, like, you know, here's what backups do, and make a backup. I mean, I wish I would have learned backups when I first got into WordPress. I do right in the themes, and I wish I would have learned backups first.
3: Yeah, just because your host says they do regular backups, <laughs> do not trust them. If your host decides they don't like you anymore, they're not going to give you the backups. There's yep. no favoritism. <laughs> could, you no, imagine, could you imagine we, just getting an email from WP Engine saying, We don't like you anymore. You're back at the turn off. <laughs> uh, no, but I have seen reports on Facebook yeah. discussions where suddenly uh, someone will find their hosting accounts been shut down for reasons unknown, whether it's billing or whether it's yeah. uh, they found code of conduct violations or and any number of reasons, uh, and suddenly you're just shut off and they will not give you access to it anymore. So having your backup elsewhere with another company you can go to can be a real lifesaver.
0: Yeah. So for, for those of you out there that are wanting to kind of uh, research a little more regarding this, if you look at episode 116, we talk about um, inexpensive hosting and how you can kind of work with that and kind of see all the different ways in which inexpensive hosting works. Uh, 121, which is a couple years back, we talked about this stuff as well. And then um, on WP Blab, we talked a little bit about um, doing backups and stuff. And that was on both episode number three as well as episode number 31. So yeah, we have plenty of content that's out there to uh, to kind of of uh, keep you up to date on how to keep your stuff backed up. I wanna say thank you very much for all of you folks that on the show today. We really appreciate it. If you go over to our website at wpwatercore.com, you can click on the links there to subscribe. If you like this particular thing and you're watching it on YouTube, hit the little thumbs up button. We really appreciate it. And if you like this stuff and you want to continue watching it, hit the subscribe button as well. This show is uh, available both as a YouTube show as well as a podcast. And sometimes we post on Facebook. So make sure you hit the little shares buttons. We really appreciate that. Talk to you all later. See you on Thursday for WP
5: Blab. Bye-bye.